0: Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn Aloria, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now? I wanted to talk to you about a really special offer right now for this incredible class that I'm doing called 10xing your life. This class is really going to help you to release things that you no longer need and really stand in the shoes of your future self as you become accountable to yourself and make a plan for where you want to go. It's not about setting goals and not seeing those goals come to fruition. It's more about setting those goals and setting them into action and then surrendering to and being in the journey of your life, making really strong choices to where you want to go. It's going to give you the opportunity to say no to things that you no longer want to do and yes to the things that you're excited to do. It's a class filled with inspiration, innovation, creativity, and a lot of fun. So, if you're interested in joining me, I do have a coupon for you. You can go to marilynaloria.com forward slash new class. That's marilynaloria.com forward slash new class. And you can put in coupon code 150 off. That's 150 OFF. 150 OFF. And you're going to get $150 off. I do hope that you join me in this incredible class, 10Xing Your Life, so we can 10X our lives together. I'll see you in the class and in the podcast. Hi, everyone. It is Marilyn ALORI and, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast, very special pod party with my soul stars from Membership for Your Soul. And um, today we are going to talk about intuition. We're going to talk about working with your intuition and how to really hone in your intuition and focus on it and really learn how to know when it's your intuition and when it's not your intuition. I'm going to share a very short story as to the reason why I'm doing this right now about intuition. I'm going to go more into detail. Well, actually, depending on when this podcast comes out, um, I will be going more into detail about this story. So it might be before this podcast or it might be after, Um, but we will try to link it in the show notes so you'll be able to follow along because the reason why I'm talking about intuition is because... I have been going through a pretty gnarly experience with something that I decided to do. And uh, I, I hired two people. It's not even about my staff. I hired two people this year, coaches-wise, and they were actually the worst mistake I ever made. And one of them has been so bad that I've been talking to attorneys this week. I'm amazed at how people, um, in the co- this is why the coaching industry is getting such a bad rap. I'm amazed at how people run their business and don't do customer service. And how I can't even get an email response. And this is from somebody I knew I was in a mastermind with for two years. So I know this person. It's not like a random person. So the reason why I'm bringing this to all of you is because in when, when I met this person over two years ago in a smaller group setting, right away, my intuition was like, mm, this isn't good. This isn't a good situation. I, I don't really like this person. I don't like the way they show up and stuff like that. But I overrode my own intuition. And the reason why I'm, I've been doing a lot of like reassessing, like, why did I override my intuition? Like going through this experience with this particular person, I've been like having to forgive myself because it's now gotten really gnarly. And I, the only thing that there's many things that I can come from that about this, and this is what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to tap into the part of you, which is intuition. And I feel like intuition, I know I'm editing myself and jumping around and I'll try to summarize I feel intuition is very closely related to my third chakra, where clairsentience lives. But I also feel like it's related to claircognizance, which is what we're covering in Next Level Living right now, which is knowing. So right now, before we even start and I tell a little bit more of this story and then we go into the techniques and tools, tell me in the chat and anybody who's listening to the podcast, where do you think your intuition lives? What do you think intuition is and where do you think it lives? Because that's the first thing you need to know about where it is, and you need to start tapping into it and becoming very familiar with it and becoming very um, intimate with it. So one of the things that I will be talking about on my podcast, again, I don't know when this one's coming out. So um, is this year of next level living for me, this year of 10Xing my life has brought me into a very close relationship with myself. And the biggest thing that I got from this experience is really having my own back, seeing myself like I've never seen myself before, hearing myself, and also really aligning with with the truth of who I am and owning it. So when I first met this person, and I'm not going to go into the whole story yet, but I will eventually, when I first met this person, everything in me was shouting, this is not the type of person that I would ever want to be around um, man. So I'm going to look at it, uh, for some reason, again, it's happening, but now it's working. I had to fix the chats. Uh, so everything in me was saying, this behavior is not the type of behavior I want to be around. And then I entered into another group with this particular person and She was the type of person that would come in and really celebrate her wins, but never celebrate anybody else's wins. And that bothers me. I'm not that type of person. And whenever I was on a call with this person, I could feel her animosity towards me or not liking me. And I overrode those experiences. I overrode those feelings. I overrode what I felt because she was having quite a bit of success. Seemingly so in her business. But I also felt the part of me felt that it wasn't true, that it was a lie. And I remember discussing it with somebody else in the group. And I'm not a gossiper, so I don't really discuss things like that in groups. But the two of us started talking about, and she's like, Yeah, I think it's a lie too. I've noticed this. Cut to, I took decided I was believing the hype. I was starting to buy the hype. I was starting to believe in somebody outside myself, which is what I'm teaching you not to do. And I went to a class that she was teaching, and she sold this product on it, and barely sold it, barely gave any information about it. And I'm super studious about things like that. So I raised my hand and asked some questions, but trusted her so much, because I had known it for over two years, that I bought the product. And the product did not was nothing than what was promised. down to time. I'm going to be there with you for thirty days, barely with us at all. I don't care if a coach isn't in a program but tell that upfront. So when it came down the pike that I decided that this wasn't for me and I started communicating that with the company and the company was ignoring all my emails, the biggest thing that I'm bringing to you today is I had to have a conversation with myself as to why I overrode my intuition. I hired another coach too this year, hated her from day one, could not stand her on the initial call consultation and still hired her. And I have to give her a little bit of props because when she went at me at the end, because I was like, I'm not digging this, but I was being nice about it. And when she came at me, I went back at her and she we cut ties. So I have to give her a little more respect to how she handled the situation. Why do we override our intuition? Why do you think you override your intuition? And do you override your intuition? And I'm going to read the responses in uh, the chat. And hopefully it's going to everyone. I fixed it. So it went to everyone. Why do you think you override that? Because, and I'll tell you why I overrode it and I'll never freaking override it again. I'm telling you right now. Joan said doubt, lack of confidence. Yeah. Yeah. We give other people power over ourselves. You know, it, it. And Joan, I'm I'm with you. That was what it was for me. I doubted my feelings. I doubted how I. I'm a psychic. I'm a medium. I read people's energy. And it was only until this therapist recently, because I've always read people really well. And when I told this therapist something was happening between me and another person, I said, "But well, maybe I'm making it up because that's what everybody told me. I was making it up." And she said, "No, if you're feeling it, it's out there." And she gave me license right away to trust my feelings. And it was probably building up for years because I've known it all along. Um, don't think I override very often, but do occasionally. Beva said, Sandra said, not trusting self, listening to others instead of herself. Cheryl said, I agree. So you want to stop that because the feeling that I'm having now is having to backtrack. Well, not backtrack because I'm not backtracking. Now I have to clean up a situation but I'm so committed to listening to my intuition from here on out. But one of the things I've learned now about my intuition is if it's fear, it's not your intuition. If it's fear, it's not your intuition. If it's, um, let, let everybody do this now. Think of a time when you had an intuitive hit and you followed it and it was right. Think of a time when you had an intuitive hit, you followed it and it was right. And if you could tell me in the chat, and if somebody wants to come on video, that's fine and tell me the story. I want to know what you felt, what you saw, what your experience was, because that is very telling. And from my experience, because now I'm working with intuition so much more, and it's not something I normally teach either. It's not fear. It's a knowing. It's a deep sense of knowing. And you can't explain it. And that's why I think we override our intuition because of self-doubt, lack of confidence. We believe someone over ourselves. And because it's a deep knowing, we we don't trust ourselves. And that can't happen anymore. So Monique said, buying my car was through pure intuition and working with my guides. Great. Monique, come on camera. What did you feel? Where did you feel it? What was it? What
1: was the energy behind it? What was it like? I think, I, I think when I felt it, I mean, it's been a while, but definitely like in my heart and solar plexus. And it was just, it was just that deep knowing, like, I know this is the best, forget all the questions and all the mind chatter that's going on in my head about the style, the price, the, you know, all this stuff. Like just trust enough to look through all of that and to know that this is the exact card that I'm meant to have. Without I didn't have to do any research. And giving all of that up is a big deal. Like giving up the the information that we feel we have to always have, like in making these decisions was, yeah. a, was a challenge. It was a big thing for me. So yeah.
0: Yeah, giving up all the information information you think you need to have. Now I have a question for you how do you feel that is related to the lesson we're learning in claircognizance are they related
1: this is if, if for me they're so similar in the sense it's just that knowing you just know that you know that you know and then when you lean into that there's no second guessing and the doubt is just removed
0: right love it and that's what I feel like you said something like you don't have to do the research you didn't have to look for more information and clear cognizance is knowing deep knowing and knowing all the information so that's great okay good i'm going to pull someone else on because we're going to play some some games thank you for that monique um so deep knowing when i decided to go back to school joan tell me a little bit about that like where you felt it what the experience was like for you
2: okay um it actually came from a reading. It was the first time I ever had a reading from anyone. And um, and I had no idea why I was even gonna have this reading. I was just um, intrigued by what I had heard somebody else talk about this person, so I did. And um, in the call, in the first five minutes, I was told that they could see me Holding a bowl and I was mixing herbs, and I knew I was going to go back to school. And there was just no doubt in my mind. Um, it was it was just a knowing all over. And in fact, from that day forward, I um, made that decision. I left a very high paying job to go back to school and quit. And there was never a there was never doubt in my mind at all. It was just it was yeah, this is what I'm going to do. It was an overall feeling like, yeah, and no research, you know, to say. And normally um, my past life, as I call it, I was in a CPA and accountant. I would have been doing the math and everything about how am I going to be able to afford this? How am I going to do that? I never did that. I didn't ever feel like there was any need to do it. I just like knew it and where i went and so um when it, it my actions even went against what was a, a nature for me to do and right. so it was fell into place right where did you uh feel it you know um as i said it was kind of in the whole body for me it was like okay. a Good. it was a strength. It was like a strength within myself.
0: Good. So Okay. So. Thank you. Thank you. So mm-hmm. let's do an exercise now where we're going to get in touch with that part of yourself and get in touch with uh, intuition. But I want to do a sidebar for a second because um, Joan just said something. That made me think of um, something else that I wanted to do a sidebar on. So I'm not really sure why I'm doing this sidebar, but I am. So I w- I'm on a peer-to-peer mastermind. I'm in a mastermind group that I organized um, with really incredible people, really great, great people. I think it's really important to always network with very uh, with people that are around your level, if not above. Could be some tiny bit of below, but people that are light-minded, like-minded. Especially if you're looking to start a business, it's really important to get around people that understands entrepreneurial lifestyle because it's a, it's a different life. Your friends from my friends from high school would never understand entrepreneurial lifestyle because they all became parents and had four kids. And I swear every single one of them had four kids. I'm like, why? And they were like, cause we're Catholic. And I'm like, okay. Um, But it's, so it's really important. And one of the conversations that came forward, and I'm going to ask you guys to all work with this and let's work with intuition with this. The one of the women is a uh, very big in sales and mindset, and she's super brilliant when it comes to it. And she said that she noticed that whatever your mindset is about money is what you attract in from a business perspective. So if you're struggling with finances or you're struggling with uh, what to pay or budgeting items or things like that, if you're looking to run a business, you're going to attract the people that are struggling with those things as well. And she's right about that. She's exactly right about that. And she said it's going to come across on your social media. It's going to come across on a lot of things. And she told an incredible story about a woman who had eight hundred thousand followers, and this woman was selling very high end product, but her mindset wasn't up to wasn't up to speed with it all. So she would constantly be um, addressing her audience with, "We, I know it's expensive. Um, I know that here's a coupon." Um, Or people would be emailing her like, I can't afford this. Can you tell me what the ingredients are? So I want you now to tap into your intuitive money state, your self-worth, your finances. Maybe not all of you want to have a business. I know some of you do. But I don't care where you're living in your life. You are intuitively um, gifted. You're, You're capable and you deserve to have what you desire. Okay. So if you were to tap into the part of you that is full of self-worth and is also a reflection of the financial rewards you deserve to have, because when Joan said she went back to school, right, she had to figure out how to afford it, but she just trusted it and went forward. And I find that a lot of times the things that trip us up are fear. And we have a lot of fear around finances, around money. So go and close your eyes right now. And I want you to see a representation of money, a symbolic representation of money in your physical being.
3: And I want you to notice what
0: color it is, what shape it is, what it looks like. And I want you to notice your relationship to it. Do you feel close to it? Do you feel intimate with it? Or do you feel far away from it? I want you to breathe into it, into the center of that symbol. So one of the things we're doing in the Claire Cognizant lesson in Next Level Living is we are putting ourselves in the being of the symbol or the item so that we can be in the infinite wisdom of every single thing. So it could be a word. It could be a dollar sign. It could be a $100 bill. And you can put yourself in the center of that that symbol of this $100 bill and you could experience all of its magic all of its being so i want you and i don't care if you're struggling in your head stop it allow your imagination to go and say you know what i'm just going to throw everything all the doubts off all the fears all the i can't do this i don't know what she's talking about follow my voice because my voice my vibration has my guides in it so go into that symbol Inside your
3: physical being, go into the center of it. Breathe into it. This is your
0: self worth right now. It's big. So even if you don't feel it, you're now dialed into the infinite. Um, experience of self-worth being just bigger than you could even imagine the experience of self-worth growing. Now decide where that symbol that experience you in the center of it is going to live in your physical body. And if it wants to take over your whole body, that's okay. If it wants to live outside your body, that's okay. I want you to find a spot where that symbol Symbolic experience lives.
3: Breathe into that space.
0: Now there's a little light switch and a bell next to you. And when you turn on this light switch and you just tap this bell, you're turning on your intuition. Just know that you're turning on your intuition. So turn on that light switch, shake that bell. Now, right now, I want you to think, and this is where I'm gonna put you in your head, but back into your intuition of, A choice you have to make, a decision you have to make about something, something you've been hemming and hawing about, something you've been on the fence about, some type of decision you have to make. Even if it's about how you feel about a person or about a situation, it can be anything at all. It could be buying a car or going to school or I don't really like my friendship with Mary anymore. Go to a situation that you want to have an answer to. Put it out in front of you. And you may be very emotionally attached to the situation, but put it out in front of you. Do not put it inside your physical body. Let it sit there on its own. You don't need to merge with it or anything. Come back to your physical space, your physical being. Let that thing outside of you. Jump into this symbolic experience that represents your self worth and your intuition. And now I'm going to ask you to do two things. And I want you to trust what shows up. And again, if you have thoughts that are coming in, um, I'm really shifting the way I work. If your thoughts are like, I can't do this, I don't know what I'm doing, you have to stop. You have to stop that behavior. You have to say, I'm just going to go with it. I'm just going to pick something. I'm not seeing anything. I'm just going to pick something. I'm going to answer this question.
3: What color is a no for you? What color is a no for you?
0: What shape is a no for you? It might have a color and a shape and a feeling. What feeling is a no for you?
3: Now wipe that away, dissolve it, get rid of it. What color is a yes? What shape and size and what does it feel like that yes? Now take the situation of the thing outside of you
0: and ask your inner wisdom, your inner guidance, what color is it? What is it? What do you need to know about it? Is it a yes or no? Or is it something else? What do you intuitively know about this situation? no fear is allowed, no doubt is allowed, no anxiety is allowed. It's just a deep knowing. Even if the deep knowing is you've got to do something about this and that's uncomfortable, it's still a deep knowing. So Try to get information right now about what it is. Notice if it turns a certain color and just know what you're meant to do. And spend some time right now
3: getting inner wisdom.
0: Notice how you feel in that information. And if you're not getting information, I'm telling you right now that you are stopping the information with your thoughts. And if you're like, well, I don't know how to not do that, then focus on seeing, focus on feeling, focus on smelling. Uh, Open your eyes and look at something, but get out of your thoughts, focus on your breath. You've gotta break the habit of your thoughts getting in the way, especially negative thoughts that don't help you.
3: Now let that thing go.
0: That situation go. And breathe into your physical being. Notice how you feel.
3: Do you trust yourself? Answer that question.
0: Are you your own best friend? Do you give people do you give people outside yourself more power than yourself? Don't do that. If you're giving people outside yourself more power, take that power back and bring it to that symbolic experience that you have. Is there something you're not taking action on?
3: What is it? What does your intuition say about taking action? What does your intuition say about not taking action? Can you trust yourself? Okay, breathe into your feet, breathe into your fingertips, tap your foot on the floor. And tell me
0: what you got from that. But what I really wanna know is the question that came up for you. What is the question that came up for you from that? Is there a question that you have that you still have that you need help on, or did it help you? Put it in the chat. I want to do it in the chat first. So, what I did finish in that story because I started all fiery. Because today was one of those days where I'm really trying to figure out the situation and what I intuitively need to do. And I'm getting advice from attorneys and stuff, and I know what I can do on my own, and I know. Um, what it would cost me and all of that. And I'm starting to talk about the situation. At first I was ashamed about it. And now I'm starting to talk about it. And I'm recognizing that we don't wanna make people right or wrong, because when you get into the right or wrongs in society, it becomes a very limited conversation. So I could say, yes, I'm right, she's wrong, but she's gonna have a different viewpoint of it, right? So I've learned how to give away that argument a long time ago. It's not about me being right, her being wrong. It's what's good for me. And the thing that came up for me about this is I wasn't seeing myself. I was giving my power away to someone else. I was thinking somebody else had more answers than myself. I overrode my intuition because I thought somebody had a magic pill that they don't have. And if there's anything I'm trying to teach you on this podcast in my programs especially in Next Level Living, what I'm trying to what I am teaching people is how to be your inner teacher, how to be your inner tap into your inner wisdom all the time. And to know what to do in every moment. Life is, can be difficult, right? It depends on how we view it, but life can be difficult. What I want you to do is to be the best teacher you can be in every single one of those moments. So life can be difficult. And when the difficult moment arises, what do you do with it? Do you panic? Do you get anxious? Do you berate yourself? Or do you get calm and centered and get solutions? And my goal in this work is for you, one, to tap into that. Let's talk about intuition today. Tap into your intuition. Use your intuition. And then your intuition may say, call, like somebody sent me like four or five attorneys. I picked one on the list. I haven't heard back from that one. I've already spoken to two. And I have another meeting with someone on Friday. Intuitively, I knew who to go to. Intuitively, I knew who to talk to. Intuitively, I knew when somebody was giving me advice that it wasn't great advice, or if it was good advice. But your intuition is going to guide you where you need to be and what you need to do. So only, uh, I only see one writing in here. Uh, Joan says, this process helped me immensely. I needed to make a decision about purchasing a new front door. Okay. Gia, why do I overgive and put my needs last? This helped me with valuing me above all else. Intuition will help with this asking myself, should I do? So Gia, um, and, and I, wanna, I wanna put some people in the hot seat here and this is how the hot seat's gonna work. So I wanna know if that didn't work for anybody. I need to know that. That's super important for me and super powerful. So I wanna know if it didn't work for anyone because you could, it's okay. Gia, you have to, and honey, I'm gonna be a little bit hard on you because I love you so much. You have to make a decision to stop putting other people's needs before yourself. It's that simple. And it's that hard. But when you become consciously aware in the moment of when you're putting others' needs in front of your own, you will stop putting others' needs in front of your own. And I would say that that's definitely tied into self-worth. Simple and hard. Exactly. So my new favorite person that I've been sharing is David Goggins. And uh, he's not everybody's cup of tea. He's in your face. He curses a lot. Chris is more than me. He's super handsome to look at. So if you're a woman and like that kind of thing, he's handsome. Um, but he's no nonsense. And it's all mindset. And everything, psychic ability, mediumship ability, channeling, working with yourself, it's all mindset. Everything comes down to mindset. Okay. Um, so Gia, definitely check him out because that might help you. My process of photographing and sending digit digitals of my art for reproductive eventually selling via service process was very visual and intuitive good Chris question why am i perfectionist it's preventing me from moving ahead on my projects hey Monique do you want to do some coaching with me I'm not I'm not going to coach you we're going to coach other people are you good with that Monique yeah okay we're going yeah, to coach you guys I've got it blower outside my door so I couldn't hear you I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Monique and I are going to coach. Chris. So you'll just have to mute until the- <laughs> and when you're ready to talk, um you'll just unmute yourself, Monique. Okay. So Chris, give it to me in two sentences or less. Um even though you put it in the chat, I want to hear it in your own words because I don't want people getting into story. This is hot seat coaching and I want you to show you how we coach and Monique is a very good coach. Monique is um, a a back, a um, boundary coach. She's a boundary coach, but she does a lot more than that. So Chris, tell me what, what you're struggling with, but again, two sentences.
4: Okay. So um, I will create content for my website and I never post it because I'm constantly working to Perfect it Like it's never good enough for me. So nothing gets done. I've been working on the same post
0: for six weeks. Okay. So quick question for you is why do you think it has to be perfect before you put it out there? What would happen if you put it out there and there was a misspelled word or was grammatically incorrect or somebody read it and was like, wow, that sucks.
4: It would, yeah, that would be devastating. So I do, I think about what the consequences would be if I got you know bad comments or something like that okay so what do you what is your website about um it, about? it is for women over 60 um trying to you know live passionately live their lives at the most passionate you know a uh, very um
0: transitional
4: time in their life and to live life passionately
0: So you're holding back your magic from all those 60 year old women to help them live passionately because of feelings of perfectionism and it's okay. It's okay. This is good stuff. So don't feel that I'm judging you at all. I'm helping you. So I don't have any judgment towards this. So don't you have any judgment towards it? You're not allowed. Okay. Okay. We can't be coached into better solutions if we're constantly critiquing ourselves through the coaching, you know? And I want to hear what Monique has to say, but the thing I'm going to say to you is that there's there's a bigger part to this, Chris. In order to put yourself out there to be seen and heard in this space, you're going to get people that don't like you. You're going to get people that are just going to be like, bull crap. But your mission for what you want to do, which I believe in, and you do too, is so much greater than the small-minded people out there. And once you stand in the mission of the greatness, I'll tell you something, those critics, they fall away or you don't even notice them. A good person for you to listen to would be Gary Vee. I don't know if he's going to be your, he's another cursor, man. I just love cursors. But he's got <laughs> such a positive message and about I critics. Do.
4: I do listen to him periodically.
0: I want to hear what Monique gets for this, because I think it's always helpful to get another perspective. So Monique, what did you hear and how would you help Chris?
1: Well, first of all, Chris, I completely, I I get where you're coming from, because I suffer from the same kind of um, lack of moving forward. And here's what I have found with websites. We pour ourselves into them to such a degree that it makes us so vulnerable. So there's this gap between our vulnerability and what people really see because when people look at websites they barely glance at them. They go on them for, you know, I mean there's all kinds of studies. It's just a few seconds, but we are exposing ourselves in such a way that it's very fearful. So for for me, for you, for anyone who's in this position, I think it's really good for us to just recognize where's that vulnerability coming from what scares us so much that we'd rather stay in the cycle of perfection which there is no such thing but what scares us so much to put ourselves out there and I think once we get in touch with that part of ourselves that is you know and I'm going to curse a little bit here that is really scared shitless to say here I am I'm putting myself out there once we make peace with that part of us I think it just becomes so much easier. And then the people that don't like us, they're not going to like us. It doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter at some point. Some people are going to love you. Some people may not. And that's just the way life is. You know, there's always people, but it's a big step. So my suggestion is just tap into that part of yourself. You know, if that little girl or whoever it is that says, I'm so scared to do this. I'm so scared to be vulnerable. I'm so scared to put myself out there. And see what's running that part of you. Okay, that's very helpful. Yeah,
4: that makes a lot of sense to me because I, I never can pinpoint and I don't know how to fix it because it just keeps popping up every time I start a new project, no matter what it is, but this, I'm very passionate about this project. So I want
0: to get it off the ground, but it just keeps getting in the way. So, you know, the other thing too, Chris, and something that Monique said, and you just said it, you really learn how to go through that stuff by putting yourself out there. Because that's when the stuff flares up, right? Like, um, and you get an opportunity to walk through it and use the techniques and tools that you have. We were talking on an NLL, Next Level Living hot seat yesterday, and somebody's going through a very difficult situation and was about to walk into a very difficult situation. And I couldn't give her a solution for that because we don't know what her emotional journey is going to be during that difficult situation. So I said, take those techniques and tools that you have, put them in your pocket, know. When this trigger point has, I'm going to go into, Jess is publishing a, uh, one of my old blog posts or something that she found in my thing, and it's about, I didn't even know I wrote this. I said, go around with a birthday candle and light the candle and see the light in the candle as a reflection in your soul. It's such a simple tool or technique, but it'll let you pause and do, do an action to break the habit, right? Mm -hmm. And then be able to see the light inside of you and say, wait a second, there is a bigger reason I'm doing this. I would also even beg, and I want to see if you have anything else, Monique, beg to say, get something that's a representation of those people. Whether it's a crystal or it's a rock or it's a statue, whatever it is, it could be a tissue box, right? This is a representation of all those tears of these people who are lost, feeling lost when they're just about to live their life. And every time somebody challenges you, look at that representation of who you're helping and say, no, I'm, I'm going to be strong for them. That's who I'm going to be strong for. Yeah, I like that. And I have tried to like, you know, I, I do a lot of
4: meditation, try to visualize who I'm speaking to so I can, you know, have
0: a more clear voice. But, but you know what I got to say to you? And, and Monique, I want to hear what you have to say, but we heard this yesterday. I can't remember who said it they said they had a couple of coaching clients, I'm not going to say the person's name, and it made her realize how good she is at her job. Mm. You're not going to realize it until you're actually talking to people, you can visualize as much as possible. I want I want to hear Monika say, but then I want you to give me a date of when you're publishing that website, and you have to publish it on that date. Let me tell you something, thankfully, perfectionism isn't my thing. Because I could tell you, Chris, I've done classes, typos, like, oh my goodness. I'm like, I sometimes listen to old classes of mine. I'm like, how did it affect the people follow me? Because I was like all over the place. It's not a thing for me, thankfully, but I get it. Um, Monique, what is there anything else you want to share? I
1: would, ju- I would just add, and I'm a perfectionist, Chris, so I completely get that part, is, is as you write your website content, just think, you know, write it in the sense of that person sitting across from me, I'm having a conversation. And that's what I, I try to when I put myself it's like, okay, well, who's my client? I just want to have a conversation with this person, so I'm going to put that on paper or record it or whatever makes it and it just helps because in that way you're actually getting the vibration out there of who you want to attract because you're having this conversation with them, and that goes right into your website and so the people that don't resonate are not going to resonate, and that's okay, but the people that do resonate, because you've had that vibrational conversation already, they're going to resonate, but it is, it's the, you know, it's the old Nike, God love them, whoever came up that just do it, and we all have, believe me, I need, that's as much to myself as it is to you, so I'm so grateful (laughs) for you, because you're a great, (laughs) that you came on and talked about this. Thank you, I'm grateful for the help. You're welcome. Something
0: Monique said that I just want to, I love to just do it. Thank you, Monique, for that. Because I have it too. We all have it. No matter what. There's that next thing, that next level. That's the thing, Chris. Yeah. There's always another level. Right. 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 You know? And that's what's so cool about why we do what we do, because we like challenging ourselves. We do. But something you said, Monique, that I thought was great because it was what I started out with. This woman said, you know, in your social media, in your post, talk to the person you want to talk to. And also what I've been doing lately is starting to talk to the people I don't want in a way of like, if you're a victim, get out of my world because I'm not going to serve you. And I'm not apologizing anymore. Whereas before I would have been like, oh, I can't hurt their feelings. Now I don't give an F. So get strong, start. But like Monique said, you don't have to be like me. That's so, you know, you talk to the people you want to talk to and that's who you're going to attract. That was beautiful. Okay. Great job. Okay, thank you. Good job. Chris. Thank what's you. the date? Wait, what's the date? What's
4: that's the, the date. Um, what is the Monday after Thanksgiving? The 28. <laughs> okay. 11-28.
0: That's it. Great, right. love it. All right, thank okay, you. Okay. Okay, so whoever wants to be coached raise your hand real quick now because I only have to like 320 I have a reading after this, um, so if you want to be coached straight, thank you so much Chris that was wonderful and thank you for your vulnerability you're not alone sweetie you're not. One of the biggest uh, conversations we had yesterday was. Um, how to. Um, i'm unmuting you how to. Um, I forgot now. Doesn't matter. Okay. All right. So you only asked the question. I got you. I pinned you. I pinned you. Uh, so you have to unmute. Is that me? Yes, it is. Oh, the thing. So you only allow two sentences. I don't want a story. It's not allowed. Okay. Um, and Monique, you're going to take this one first. Okay.
5: Pushing myself to get my art out there, I have some concepts, some ideas of what to do now, and I've been following my intuition. It's sometimes a matter of timing. I got to do this and this and this first, but. um, Two sentences. (laughs) Um, I hesitate. Not knowing where to go. But I want to follow my intuition. Does that make any sense? I know some of the steps only so far. And all I need is to see, like, the spotlight so far ahead down the road.
0: What's your problem? What's the biggest problem for getting your art out there in one sentence? But although I think you've given us enough information, what's your biggest problem?
5: Not knowing where
3: to aim it or. Uh,
0: that's good. I like Who that. Go to to like okay. here. Can you work with me? Great, Monique. Do you want to take this first?
1: Well, have you started the process of of just researching? I mean, I don't know if it's if you're um, looking like art well, galleries or yeah, online. No, or... I, I've
5: gone to galleries. Forget that. That's that's like okay. not. That's an that's old one. way for a lot of artists. Um, okay. I have been like pushing myself to get back to my art. Um, what I know, the step I have to do first is touch up my paintings, take them to a photographer, get a digital thing. And then from there, what came to me, I've been seeing these different ads that are like storefronts that can help an artist to sell. And I understand. I take those digitals and make reproductions on canvas. That's the new way. And I get to keep the original. I'm afraid of that because that's my art is me. It's representative of me and I do it to please me whether other people like it or not. And that's the vulnerability Marilyn is talking about because they're seeing me even though I don't say anything, that's me, you know, you like me or you don't like me. So
1: I'm not sure how to put this in words. Well, let me ask you this. What is keeping you from doing the initial steps, the touching up that you talked about, that you know you have to do them? Yeah. So what is preventing you from at least doing that and getting into the flow of what it feels like to start this process? I have
5: already allocated force forced myself on Sundays. Okay, that's my art day. Doesn't matter how long it takes me. That's my studio time. What prevents me is all these little stupid little daily tasks that have to take being taken care of to keep a household for me and my husband make sure he goes off gets what he needs and you know cleaning house I'm not great you know it's like I don't want to dust I don't want to do this up but certain things have to be done go you know shopping for groceries all that piddly stuff daily friggin my language shit sometimes you know it has to be done and there isn't anybody else to do it so it's like managing my time that's a big one, I used to talk.
3: about. Okay.
0: Does that Me I'll, have, I'll let you go. So the only thing I was going to say I find this with a lot of spiritual people they really struggle with productivity. And I'm going to say that um, you really have to find some type of course out there that helps you with productivity. That's the way I had to do it. I had to take the 90 day year. I couldn't do it myself because I needed to learn productivity tools. So whether you, is this Beva? Because I've never seen you.
5: Oh yeah. You can't see me.
0: (laughs) No, I see you. I've only seen you once on camera and your name isn't on the thing. So I wanted to make sure who I knew I was speaking to. Don't worry about it. They focus on me. me. I don't know. That's okay. I just need to know who I'm talking to. So, productivity, I want to share this as a a thing. It is a big deal for a lot of people, and it can't be an excuse any longer. Time time is hard. Beva, for me, it's very hard. Today, I had meeting and then a free space and meeting, then a free space. I can't do that. If it's content creation, if I'm in my art, I have to have four to five hours to myself. I put my clock on for two hours at a time. Oh, I'm leaving a voice message for someone. Two hours at a time. And I don't touch anything else but my art, right? So I can't, what I notice with you is that you're saying, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. I have to do, this. do the next thing, the next indicated step. I know all about the reproduction on canvases because my friend Simone Wright is an artist. So I know that how she did it. What's the first thing you have to do to put your art out there? What's the first thing? Um take a chance and just contact
5: this company
0: i I want want. a practical goal what is the practical step you have to take to put your art out there one the first practical step is your art ready on photograph some of it i'm touching up so it's ready okay Uh, first practical thing touch it up to get it ready right
5: right right that's what i'm doing
0: I will say this
5: because I get distracted and I work on several paintings. You're already distracted in this conversation
0: with me with you and I'm not going to lie. I know. Um, That's okay. But honey, if that's the way your brain works, you've got to then have a list of steps and really try to retrain yourself to that steps. Or you're going to have to find someone who can help you carry out the steps.
5: I'm what do you, in that process, sort of doing it. I know some steps. Touch up, number one. Okay, uh, take the trip to the photographer. I know who, the lab who's going to shoot it. They're going to give me a digital. Okay, the next step. I'm hesitant because I'm the guides are showing me this one thing ad I saw on online. I, I don't want to hear about
0: guides. What are you hesitant about?
5: And what's the hesitant? I'm to take it to them. I'm afraid and I don't know how much more to push myself except to like remind myself only I can do this I have to get out of my own way and just jump into it I know wait
0: wait I'm confused what's the hesitancy to take it to those guys give it to me in a sentence I don't want a story not
5: knowing business and I don't have the time I feel to take a
0: business course to do this um I think you're putting the cart before
1: the horse, don't you, Monique? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes back to, if you start with the the small, you know, it's that tiny step, just do the first step. Forget about the third step. You don't even get to the third step until you finish the first step. And it's about allowing yourself to get into that flow of what it's going to feel like to get this underway. But worrying about the third step before you've even done the first and second is just going to keep you in that cycle of worry and you're going to find yourself spinning and spinning so my suggestion is to you is forget about that third step just don't even think about it get your paintings touched up get that part complete and then see how you feel tap into that feeling you know remember to congratulate yourself look what I just did I did the first step yahoo now I'm ready for the second. Focus on the second again, forget about the third. you're focusing on the second and and it's building that momentum within your entire energetic field, and what does it feel like to be in the process of finishing those steps and then by the time you get to the third step, because Bevo, listen, so many of us who are in this this world or whether they're we're artists or healers or whatever, we are not business people, but they do, you know. There's people out there that can help us. I mean, that's what that's what support is about in the world. So, and part of that is going back to your intuition, back to trusting. When that piece is ready to be addressed, I that support will come. I don't know how it's going to look, it doesn't matter. But when I'm to that third step, I'll be ready for that third step. So that's that's what I would that's what I would suggest to you.
5: I know everything you're saying is correct and it's nothing I haven't you know, thought of or been given. Um, the whole thing keeps coming down to, as I understand it, just get over myself. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. just exactly.
1: I know I'm guilty of that. Yeah. You know? We all are, we all are. And that's part of being human. But everything in our life is a choice, every single thing. So it's the choice, do I really am I going to move forward or am I going to choose to stay stuck? And so it's the choice we make every single day with everything we do. And so until we, we all make that choice to say, I'm doing this step. We're going to stay right where we are and just, and, you know, going in that, on that gerbil wheel.
5: I have to give up certain household tasks in order to do this. And I know that
0: I, I don't That's know. What I, I'm it, hiding behind. Okay. Okay, that could be true, but also like Monique said, you don't have to give up how, like just do the first step, Bev, just keep doing it. When you start taking action, I think all the, what you're gonna know right away, which household true is to let go of, okay? You're still like, so just, yeah. Okay, thank you. Um, Yeah, good. I have a quest, thank you so much, sweetie. I have a question for all of you to think about. And then if you want to, oops, I keep muting myself. Uh, if you want to be coached, raise your hands. Uh, thank you for that, Monique. It was great. What I want to know is what, because I'm seeing this in the community and uh, it's, it's disturbing me. And I want to know, because I want to understand it from an emotional, compassionate perspective. Why do you think you're not taking action on the thing that you're called to do? I would love to know what it is. Is it a fear of failure? Is it a fear of success? Like when I tapped into my intuition, the thing that I haven't been taking action on is my second podcast, right? So my thing is, it's vulnerability of putting this story out there. It's vulnerability. I'm really putting myself out there to be seen more. So what is it? And then just move through it because I don't feel that we get to, and I'd love to know what you think about this, Monique, but I don't feel that we get to heal it until we do it. We can sit here and meditate and I can go to therapists and talk about it, but until I'm doing it, and I don't think it's bad to have like a therapist or a coach like Monique is a boundary coach. We'll put your information, Monique, in the um, show notes so people know how to find you. But if you have a coach, it's great to go to, but you have to walk through it in order to know... Because right now you're in your head like it's going to be really bad or it's going to be really hard or I can't trust the people or they're going to rip me off or whatever. And I'm not denying any of those feelings for you guys. I don't want you to feel like I am. But I want to I want to stop that and say get into action. And then you get to heal it as you walk through it. Yeah. Um, that's that's so wonderful.
3: It's,
0: it's like, so like Joan said, self-value or lack of it is the block. But Here's the thing fear of failure and success, right? Chris, I also think not being clear about what you want to create, and that's a good one. Chris said, I'm not, it also think not being clear about what you want to create and for who stops everything dead in its tracks. Now, what I love about this is most billionaires, multimillionaires, successful people do visualize, they write goals, they have routines, they're not willy nilly. They have work on their mindset. They're very structured. So I do think the visual is important, but I think the bigger question I'd have for you is, you said also not being clear about what you want to create and for who, why do you want to do it for yourself? For me, when Simon Sinek talks about the why, and I don't know his book well enough to know what's in it, so I can't talk about it. But the why is why do I want to do it for me? What is it? Like I have something inside of me that. That people, that I would, if I was on my deathbed and didn't do everything that I was supposed to do, I think I'd be devastated. Monique, what do you think? And then anybody else wants to get coached. What do you
1: want to share with that? No, I agree. And I remember having a conversation with the coworker years ago when she wanted me to stay in a particular job. And I said, I feel like I'm cheating God. Like, I came here, in my perspective and God has changed so much. But I came here for certain things that I really wanted to do, and I wasn't doing it. And it doesn't matter if I was good at something else; it was my heart wasn't singing. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's you know, what's the story we want to write for ourselves? Because we get to be the the writers. Yeah, and I think
0: there's been a an unfortunate thing that years ago. It was meditate, heal yourself first, work with the crystals, work with this before you do anything. Don't go out in the world. It's not safe. You got to get healed first. And I I really feel there's been a huge shift in the direction of action, conscious action, starting with 2020 and you know, and stuff. And it probably was before that, but I think we all became hyper-focused and, and conscious to it. So it's great. All right, we can take one more before we have to go. And, um, so I think that that's a good question. Like, uh, Beva said, R for me brings me satisfaction of accomplishment. I love that. Then that makes you take the action, honey. I also feel like you're, I wrote this down. You're super smart, Beva. So you might operate at a different intellectual level than most people you deal with. And that's not an ego statement. That's just knowing how you are. I also name. no, I came to encourage others and whatever they are doing. That's great. Um, Okay. Who wants to go next? We have a spot for one more.
3: Raise your hand.
0: Nobody? Really? Are you afraid of us? I'd be afraid of me cause I'm on a rampage. Hmm. Really?
3: is it? Are you afraid to get in the hot seat and be vulnerable? Hmm. Okay. I want someone
0: to, to raise their hand. I don't want to just call on someone. Cheryl, I can't believe you don't have something to say, but maybe she's just waiting. Um, let's see, Mary. Mary, I've never heard from you. I don't know. You might not want it on the podcast, and that's true. I've got Corinne here. I've got so many people here. Pat, I think Dashka's gone, Gia. Anybody? Okay. Cheryl, do you want to jump in that hot seat? Because I know you're not shy, and I don't want to call somebody out who might be shy. Not afraid, just can't have camera to go pick up my kid. I'm listening. Great. Cheryl doesn't want to do it either. Okay. No,
6: I'm finding my unmute button. Okay. I thought someone else was needing it more than me, or you know, I didn't know. I know, and you're or- always
0: talkative. So I appreciate that. You know, you're just waiting for someone else to go. But I think I think it's, you know, it's hard to be in that hot seat. And I also think it goes out on a podcast. So I don't know that I'd want to be airing my dirty, even though I do on the podcast, air my dirty laundry. <laughs> I don't know, you know. So all right, Cheryl. Well, um I mean, wait, the-
6: wait, let me do a game. Let me do a game.
0: So think everybody about My question, are you, what are you afraid of to put it out there? What is, what is it that you're waiting for? Are you afraid of success? You're afraid of failure, whatever it may be. And then however we coach Cheryl, take the advice that hits your heart, hits that little symbolic experience inside of you and um, take it as advice for yourself so everybody can benefit from it.
6: Okay, go ahead, Cheryl. Um, I'm in the middle of changing my job. I finally quit um My job, and I have a new one I'm starting on Monday. And when I was telling people, they're like, the grass isn't always greener. And what came to me is, I can't live small. And I think this is a testament to being in membership and building that courage. <laughs> like, I can't live small anymore. And with the intuition, when you were asking, where do you feel it the timing of everything it like it fell from the heavens and i felt it everywhere i just know it's right and the and i'm meeting with my financial advisor tomorrow some of the financial what's part the, okay go the, ahead what's some of the part being confident tomorrow with my financial advisor and owning if something doesn't resonate with me. And being able to take that from a place of grounded confidence. Because the last time I gave my power away with him and I regretted it and that's not gonna happen tomorrow.
0: That That's, I, I have a lot I want to say, but I want to check on Monique first, but that that's an easy thing to do with attorneys, with doctors, with financial advisors, with accountants. And that's why it's really important to one, own your power in the conversation, but also get people that respect your feelings in the conversation. And we may think financial advisors don't, like that was one of the coaches I fired, but my accountant, I friggin I tell him, he must think I'm crazy. I send him emails going, I love you so much. And then the last email I sent, I'm, I said, I'm not going to tell you I love you anymore, but I adore the crap out of you. And I'm like, this is so inappropriate to send my my accountant these emails, but I just, he's so good to me and he's so nice and he doesn't make me feel bad. Not that he can, but it's hard when it's your finances, but I have something else I want to say to you. So I just wanted to share that. Monique, what do
1: you want to say to Cheryl? No, I think that's so interesting because we do, particularly to around money, we give our power away so much. Also, as women, in the sense of, you know, we we so many of us have grown up in a world where where the men either control the finances, they make the decisions, that kind of thing. So it makes us uncomfortable to stand in our power when we start talking about money, particularly when it's our money and how we want it to be allocated or spent and all that. But what always helps me is just to remember it's no different than anything else in my life. It's just a different energy. So how, how do I participate in life in other relationships, whether it's with people, whether it's with situations, how, you know, again, like if I feel really strong and powerful in a certain situation or with a certain person, how can I take that in to my meeting with my financial advisor Um Because, again, I you know, we do get so accustomed to just saying, oh, well, they know what they're doing. So I'm just going to let them make that decision for me. I'm, you know, I'm going to let the doctor make it. I'm going to let the attorney make it, whoever, it doesn't matter. But we are giving a piece of ourselves away when we don't co-participate. I mean, they are the experts. But at the end of the day, we get to participate in that, in the decision making and in the relationship. It is not a one-sided relationship. So kudos to you, Cheryl, for A, recognizing this and for B, addressing this before you go sit down with that person.
6: I know. And, and like I said, because of my new job, I might not be able to attend these pod parties. So when it came up and I'm like, I'm supposed to be here and I've been taking notes, I've been getting, you know, words of wisdom from everyone who has Um, been in the hot seat. So thank you to, you know, everyone who has shared their vulnerability and their, you know, situation. So um, I've been learning and, uh, you know, getting uh, filled up with, you know, from everyone's story. So thank you. So I love what Monique shared. And Monique was a partner in the law firm. Was that correct,
0: Monique? Yeah. So talk about somebody in a very masculine role, I guess, to some degree. Is that true, Money? Can I say that or no? Yeah. So I love how you said that about powerful conversation, like you have good conversations. The relationship doesn't need to be any different. Um, Cheryl, what I want to share with you is when I decided to pursue acting and leave a very lucrative career in production. And what was fascinating to me in hindsight was I never heard the naysayers. So I don't know if there were any naysayers. And it goes back to, I think it was um, Chris who was talking about the vision. My vision was so strong. My reason, I was trusting my intuition, my deep knowing. Nobody could have told me anything else because it didn't matter. I I wouldn't have heard it. Mm -hmm. And what I always find interesting about that is when we do hear it, it's because we're holding it inside ourselves, the doubt. So they're just reflecting the doubt inside of us. So we don't need to fix them. We need to fix like, you know, the part of us that is doubting the choices that we've made. And it's a great opportunity stands in the power, like the grass is always greener. And it's like, okay, you know, whatever. And what's interesting too, is when you brought that up, it brought up for me, our opinion doesn't matter. And where in your life I know this is a big story for me because when I was younger, I stopped speaking at 13 years old because around the dinner table with four brothers and my mother, my voice got very small because my opinion didn't matter. Right. I didn't know what I was talking about. So I recognize when that shows up in different areas of my life, it's showing up again, like right now in my life. And my opinion does matter. And then it's how Monique said, it's how we just, we don't need to, you don't need to walk in there like with fists clenched, ready to beat them up. It's like, no, I don't really agree with you. This is how I feel.
6: Right.
0: And it'd be a much better conversation because they're doing their job as a financial advisor. They're going to do the best right. that they can. Yeah. So I want you to to ask yourself, what you need to do for yourself to stand strong in your choices and your vision.
6: You may not know the answer. Trust what? my intuition when I get that that hit. Yeah, and speak it. And and um, what's the biggest? Go ahead. I was. All, we were like just like you. I've been silenced when my intuition. And it's a full knowing, and you just keep being silent. So it's like working that muscle, going no, my I'm, my intuition. Um, and even with taking this job, I talked to a former manager before I left. I said, I know I'm being led to this role after over thirty years at my company. They're stunned that I left, that I'm taking, you know, going somewhere else. But um, I know I'm supposed to go to this new opportunity. And I know that some of the financials, not the same, but every fiber of my being is that it's going to be made up in some other way. I don't know how, but I know it's going to, and I'm trusting that. Right. You have to keep trusting that because sometimes we
0: make intuitive decisions, not saying this is going to happen to you at all. I just want to use you as a teaching tool. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, that's why we always have to release, surrender to the results. And I love how you said it actually, Cheryl. You said it great. You said I know it in every fiber of my being. I'm gonna make up this money somehow. I don't know how yet, but I don't need to know how.
6: Right.
0: That allows solution to drop in. That allows the magic to take place. That allows I want to so- limit the,
6: the options and possibilities. Exactly. Throw the exactly. box up. Don't you say take the lid off? Yeah
0: yeah well, break down the sides, man too. Right,
6: exactly get out of
0: the friggin box completely all
6: together exactly yeah so you just
0: you just represented um something how much we have to this is my feeling, I don't know what you think, Monique, about this, but my feeling is the way that your self awareness that you have right now, you're carrying the self awareness and you're working through the levels of consciousness as you go through this, that to me is what works for me in every situation and if that works for you that's great then just know that's your greatest tool that you have self-awareness and when something comes up that like i notice right away if my insecurity comes up in a moment i may not be able to do something about it but i recognize my insecurity rising self-awareness to me is everything and it sounds to me like that's one of your biggest and keenest tools which is great so just continue to be self-aware of any limiting thoughts or limitation. Another thing Simone said to me the other day about someone else she knew, she said, "Stop arguing for your limitations. People argue for their limitations. Mm. They argue for the the, the things that aren't going to work." And she's like, "Why are you arguing for limitations?"
6: She didn't no. say it's to me. Telling me right. a story. If you're not just be self-aware. That's been one of the biggest um the biggest things is being more and more aware, more mindful, that that's been a game changer. Yeah, it is a game changer.
0: I do have to go in a minute, but that's great, Cheryl. Monique, did you have anything you wanted to add to that?
1: No? Okay. No, I think that's right. Yeah, the self, self-awareness self
6: is, is such a key. So yeah, fabulous. You can stop those triggers and stop that, um, what did you call it? Monkey mind, right? Just to... <laughs> Like the candle, right? It's the candle. Yeah. And what people always ask me is like, I want to
0: learn mediumship. I want to learn channeling. I want to learn. I want to learn how to talk to deceased people. And I'm like, well, stop the mind chatter. Mm -hmm. Become self-aware. Learn how your vision works. Learn how clairvoyancy works. Clairaudience works. Stop thinking that just because so-and-so, the famous medium, reads it this way and writes it down that way, that's the way you're supposed to do it. No, bring it back inside.
6: And the biggest thing that gets- people's gifts is that is their monkey mind well if you call someone and you're doing all the talking they can't you're not even giving them an opportunity to talk this that's the same thing when we don't quiet our own mind we're not letting the other caller yeah. get through exactly good point great point good congratulations and thank you thank you
0: you're welcome thank you monique do you want to tell everybody where they can find you? Um, I didn't know I was doing this. Monique didn't know I was doing this. No, I, no I did
1: <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> it's Monique, Yeah, it's MoniqueGarso.com, which is M-O-N-I-Q-U-E-G-A-R-S-A-U-D.com. Right.
0: Thank you, Monique. Thanks so much for allowing me to just pull fun. you in. <laughs> sure. It was fun. Thanks. 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 All right, everyone. So, um write down your biggest takeaway in the chat but I think the biggest takeaway and I really do have to go for me for all of you is decide to do it and do it and then anything that gets in the way the, the to me mindset is everything right now it's what I'm studying because I got so challenged this year um, do what you can to really rework the mindset and I'm I'm a big fan of what I'm learning from David Goggins right now just re- listening to his I think his audio book is great telling you have to be prepared he's an ex navy seal but he's like no nonsense and I like it I like it it's making me snap out of things really quick so it's so great. Uh, you're welcome so G is Thank you uh, Krista Thank you decide to do it and stop arguing for my limitations, thank you for the David cockens tip yeah the stop arguing for limitations came from my friend Simone Wright, who's also an artist. Uh, Don't stay stuck. Just do it for me. Just do it. Get over yourself and and you're getting in your own way. Great. Yes, that's exactly how you spell it. All right, guys, much love to all of you. Have an incredible day or evening and I will talk to you soon. Bye.